woods and farms, yeah. Boots and boots and farts, oh yeah, come on. The end of the world is near. The rapture has happened. Because you and I are definitely still here. But who know? Killer opener, by the way. <laughs> Before we started this, Dan was like, oh, wait, I've got a killer opener. And I, I never like, said I had a killer opener. You said you got a great opener. And I was I like, said I got all some right, things Dan, I could talk about. You got a, no, we said we were going to talk about how you, you don't ever want to work for women. <laughs> then you were like, yep, I got a great opener, by the way. And I was like, no, I got things and then I can talk said, about. You said I got a great opener. But and I said, are- okay, Dan, then you do the opener. You introduce. We are recording on the time that... Yeah, wasn't there supposed to be like a major rapture event Right, tonight? there's supposed to be a rapture event tonight. So are we just horrible sinners in this Oh yeah, we'd definitely be left behind. I know, but I. wouldn't we see it? Wouldn't we see like lights no. or something? We wouldn't see anybody to the north being raptured or to the south. No, we wouldn't experience a damn thing. So Michigan, Indiana, and Ohio—none of those people are. I would go home tomorrow, and my wife would be gone. That's all. And just her clothes would just a pile of clothes. So you'd see, uh, you'd come home, and and you'd go in the living room, and there would be like a, uh, there'd be a, there'd be a a belly shirt with like a little partridge on it, (laughs) and like some uh, crotchless uh, pink hot pants with some white knee socks and pink rings and like this like massive purple dildo that had all these like spikes on it and stuff and then like a half-eaten pizza with a pair of men's underwear that's right that's right sounds yeah that sounds like the rapture i think that's that's what would happen that's exactly it yeah that's Wow, that's something. Well, that's yep. That was supposed to. The end is nigh. The end but is nigh. But way to way to bring us in, though. Awesome. I don't know. You, you shat all over it. I did not. You said nothing. <laughs> you were like, oh, we're here. Mm, I'm gonna be quiet. And now you're going through the drawers. Listen, bring, give it to me. I got nothing. Okay. But we're. This episode is going to be dedicated to how much we hate working for women. Is that what we're going to do? Or yep. working with mm-hmm. women? Mm-hmm. Or how women are Four. Off? Four. Four women. Working with women is, is fine. It's great. You know, women, for in my opinion, are, are delightful to work with. However, they're they're wrong and stuff <laughs> but but here's the thing working with working with women uh-huh I, I I can't I can't sing the praises enough the dog I have Ellie everybody heard Ellie well you didn't hear Ellie wheezing, uh, wheezing on the podcast because we lost it but you've heard Ellie in past podcasts if it wasn't for women I worked with I would not have her because when Lizzie died, I took like six months, and I was like, do I even want another dog? And then when I decided I wanted another dog, you know, the women took interest, and they're like, well, what dog are you looking at? And I showed them Ellie on the Humane Society website, and I was like, so I just need to save up 150 bucks. And I was like, 
And that's not a big deal. That's going to be in like two weeks. So as long as she's there, we'll be good. And they took up a collection. And they paid for her. And they got her for me. But the woman I worked for, for at the time, my boss, when she was told what was going on and asked if she wanted to put money in, granted this woman made like 250 grand a year, her reply, I'm told, was along the lines of, no, I don't think I will. And really, we kind of probably should put the kibosh on this because I don't really think it's appropriate for the workspace. And everybody was like, yeah, okay. And they 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 went ahead and did it anyway. And when they took me down to the administration office and gave me the money and a card telling me what the money was for, I got to admit, I started crying, and the woman I worked, the women I worked with, started crying, and we're like, we're just so happy to see you happy. And the woman I worked for, I shit you negative, came up to me and said, "Hey Matt, I think you dropped your tampon. You might want to look into that," and walked out of the room. <laughs> And that was it. And I was like, okay. Fuck you. And uh, and then because of the women I worked with, I got an awesome little dog. She's got her issues, but you know what? Uh, I'm glad I got her because she's got so many issues. Nobody else would want her, but she's a pretty good little shit. So, yeah, there's there's our first reason why working for women is horrible. Dan... It's on you. Go. Well, I got to tell you what, <clears throat> working with women is is a delight. I like I like the fact they all they're good at what they do. What always gripes me is the idea that <clears throat> they they think everyone they work for, as in the customer, is stupid. Uh, across the board, every woman I've ever worked for thinks every customer's an idiot. Oh, worked for. Uh, worked with, excuse me. Oh, worked with? So every woman I've ever worked with believes that the customer is an idiot. Oh, see, I disagree. That, that's, I, how, I, that's how they've well, always... No. Now, here's the thing. They might... They'll go... They, I'll give them credit for the fact they will go out of their way to help the customer, but they they even have signs. In, in the office I'm in right now, they actually have signs up that say, the customer's an idiot. I mean, they... <laughs> And it's like, and that's the thing. Working with women, they are much more vocal on that. Yeah, and you cannot say peep. When I started working, I, I empathize too much with the customer. I'm a, I'm almost too sensitive, probably. But I, the, the idea because I've I've worked in other another office situation where I'm trying to come up with a solution for a customer, and I'm talking to a another woman in the office. And uh, I'm telling her things and stuff, and she's yelling across the room at me as I'm on the phone with the customer, and she's yelling at the room uh, across the room, going, "He's a liar! He's a liar! Oh, he's a oh he's a liar!" I'm like, "Okay, that's that's great, but it's a mi- customer. He might I'm be trying he to might get be money a liar. From. Could you stop screaming that he's a liar across the room? 
because in the meantime, I do have to come up with a solution for this liar. You yeah. know, yeah, he is a client, so I yes, do. Yes, I'm going to have to go ahead and figure this out, even if he's a liar. Let's go ahead and work around that and give him a solution so I can be done with him. You know, that's sort of And, thing. you know, when I was a custodian. And I would come across that so much. When they I, would just, they hated the customer. When I was a custodian working for a man, he told me to get some twisty ties out of a cabinet. I opened the cabinet. He clearly had not opened the cabinet since 1986. It had bikini pictures of Kathy Ireland uh-huh. uh, um, what's her name from guest jeans there that married David Copperfield Claudia Schiffer all of this stuff and he forgot about him right and he was like oh my god whatever but it was hidden away right it was in this cabinet with the door shut you couldn't see it then when I got when I was still a custodian and I got transferred to a different building <clears throat> with the same organization, I walked into an office space run by a woman who had eleven by seventeen posters of seventeen eighteen hundreds cavalrymen, U.S. cavalrymen, posing with Native American prisoners. And a caption that said, Homeland Security fighting terrorism since the 1800s. What the fuck? Yeah. And she had like like a wanted poster of Sitting Bull or something. And it said something along the lines of like, we got him. Why not get Osama bin Laden? You know, like associating American Indians... With People terror. whose land we forcibly took to the Taliban and and Osama bin Laden. Oh, wow. And you know what? Nobody fucking said peep to this woman. Nobody. Huh. And I don't I think if you were a dude, I think if you like like my boss had those same posters, but they were in the fucking garage and they were in the inside doors of a cabinet. That was so far back in the garage and had such obscure crap in it that unless you were him or me, you did not get in that cabinet. And I, the only reason he put them up was apparently when that woman would come over to the garage and she'd go, where are the posters I gave you? Where are the posters I gave you? He would he would be able to go, well, we usually keep the doors open and he'd open the door because he, he didn't like them either. He was like, these are just dumb. Yeah. But... She was kind of higher up than him, you know, so he wanted anyway. But, yeah, but, yeah, if she was a dude, that, no. I mean, unless he she was a dude who was like a Svengali, who, that just would not play. Because there's, there's, there's asshole dudes out there, I know. There, there have to be. I've worked with them and stuff. but I've, I've nev- worked with them, too, and they get hammered. And I've never, but I've never seen, I've never had such a, and maybe it's just because I'm a guy, but I, I had a, f- a female supervisor at a, at a previous job, and she was, I remember one at one point, um, one of my male counterparts, his job was to take um, support calls in the evening. So we, we would do, it was just one evening of the week, and we did, we did a rotation. Anyway, this man, this guy who had the rotation, 
was on location and could not make his rotation, right? Boy, that's a lot of shit that's rhyming and everything. But He was on location. He could not make his rotation. rotation. Right. Anyway, <laughs> he, could, he, couldn't, he couldn't fulfill his job, ultimately, that he typically would have to do. So I, I'm talking to the guy over the phone. He's like, yeah, I, I just can't tonight. I'm, I'm on the other, in the other side of the country. I go, okay, well, I'll, I'll tell my boss who supervises and manages this department and she'll have a solution, right? That's what I'm thinking because she's the manager. Mm-hmm. I go to her. I'm like, yeah, I'm, I was talking to him. He can't do this tonight. What do you want to do? And she goes, I don't care, Dan. I just want to go home. And she proceeds to get up and go home. And I'm like, okay, I guess if the manager doesn't give a shit, I'll stick around a little while longer, but this isn't my job. I, I was confused. <laughs> I was was downright confused. So I, I did stick around and took care of things. I then... And the fact that I was laughing with the guy because the guy calls up and he's telling me some some story or something in the meantime, and I'm laughing and and, and I go to her and and the next day I'm like, hey, that was that was pretty crazy, right? I, I don't know what happened there. She's like, Dan, all I know if uh, if so and so still worked here, you would have been fired. And I'm like, wait, what? For helping out the other guy? Yeah, right. Been I'm like, for, yeah. I I. St- Stayed here I stayed helped. here to help. You're the one that went home. You're the manager. You're supposed to mm-hmm, do mm-hmm. something. And then it, it turned into this like, and then. Uh, it turns into this like pissing contest. It did. It did. Almost unintentionally. I was just like, what the fuck? You are a cunt. So I was, oh, that that sent me over the top. But it was. You know, when I, again. And I, I just come across this. With, yeah, with women in the workplace, women just hating the customer. That's what I'll, I've never understood. When I worked for that, um, when I was running that kitchen, my mom was in that nursing home. Uh, it was Christmas time, and all the clients of the nursing home were coming around with candy bags, you know, and they were giving out candy to everybody. Yep. And my mom couldn't afford a candy bag because the nursing home was taking all but 50 bucks of her money a month. And they also weren't feeding her properly. Because when you're, when you're on dialysis, you need a lot of protein. Da, 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 da. They weren't giving her enough. We were having to buy her protein bars and shit. And she was real upset that she couldn't reciprocate this, this, this little gift of candy and i i was like i I was like i'm coming up there tonight mom it was like a tuesday i didn't normally come up on tuesdays like i'm coming up there i'll figure out what to do but you're going to be able to so by the end of the day the women i worked with had heard me talk about this and they at the end of the day one of them brought me this gigantic fucking jar i mean it was like a foot and a half tall jar yeah probably about nine inches in diameter. And they were like, can you turn this into cash? And I was like, I think so. And and they were like, go get your mom what she needs for Christmas. Yeah. And I was like, I can't. I was like, this is probably like 300 bucks. I can't pay this back. And they were like, just go get your mom. What? And they were like, you don't know who it's from. It's a blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay, okay. So I cashed it in. I gave my mom 
two hundred bucks. Kept one hundred fifty for myself. Or kept like sixty because I bought her candy and stuff that she mm-hmm. could give to everybody, and then gave her two hundred dollars. And da 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 da. That's the women I worked with. I worked with. Now the women I worked for. Yeah. At another job. On two separate occasions, I was asked how my mom was doing. And I took time to answer those questions. On both occasions, I was shut down by the woman I worked for who came up to me and said, Matt, I think you got a lot to do. I think you got a lot of work on your plate. Maybe you should stay on maybe you should stay on point, right? And not stand here and tell all these people about your private life and i was like oh okay but they asked me and she's like no i don't care what happened you need to get back to work Gosh. and i was like okay the very next day that same woman had a 55 minute long conversation with another woman and a third woman about what they did over the weekend keep in mind this was wednesday so three days after the weekend they have an almost hour-long conversation about fucking nothing. Well, I sat on the porch, and, you know, it was oh, it was such a gorgeous day. Was it a gorgeous day? Oh, was it great at the lake? Because in town, it was kind of hot. Oh, but, oh, out on the lake. Well, and my son was home from college, and he opened his mouth, and I puked in it because he was hungry. <laughs> this fucking nonsense. But somebody asking me. Yeah. About my mom's medical condition and well-being. It was a bit too much. After 10 minutes, I needed to shut it down and stay on point. And, and keep in mind, they had work to do, too. At the time of year they were having this conversation, there was plenty of work for all of them to do. Yeah. But I'm that happened to me on two occasions. About three weeks apart. Because after not finding out how my mom was doing on the first try, that woman and another woman came up to me later and like, well, we couldn't really get a feel for it. How is your mom doing? And I started in, and the woman I worked, the women I worked for, came in the office. And it was... Work starts at 9. I think it was 9.30. The reply I got was, you know, I know it's 9.30 and we're coming in. and or No, it was, I know work starts at 9 and we're only coming in at 9.30. But that's because we have a more relaxed work schedule. Your day starts at 9. So I would really appreciate it to come in here and see you working rather than talking with people about nothing. <laughs> I've Delight. never heard that from a man. I've worked for Delightful. some. I've worked for some ball busting men. I mean, granted, uh, in my history of like eight jobs that I've had in my life, only two of them have I worked exclusively for men. Yeah, and they have been ball busters. But you know what? If somebody came up to me and was like, "How is the medical condition of your whoever?" They would come up. They would come up in the middle of that conversation and go, "What's going on here?" And I was like, "Oh, nothing." Uh, Sarah just asked me how my mom was doing because she had a stroke, and they would go, "Oh, okay, okay. Well, just let her know. Just don't take like an hour to tell her, and and you tell her, and then get back to work, okay?" And I'm like, "Okay." Yeah. And they're like, "Okay." And they even my mom, 
because my mom was the first woman I worked for. Yeah. And when I realized how mean she was being to me, my mom was like, what do you expect? And I was like, I don't know. You're you're my mom. And she goes, well, one, I can't offer you favoritism because you're my son and that would look bad. Okay. And she goes, so I'm going to I'm gonna hit you as hard as I can for this screw up. And I was like, yeah, okay, I guess that's fine. I mean, I, I deserve because I was brought up to you, you, you fucked up. You take you excited. And I was like, all right, I get it. I deserve that. And I was like, but why are you throwing in all that other crap? And my mom was like, well, if I haven't told you before, I'm going to tell you now. Uh, let this be the only job where you work for women because women are fucking bitches. <laughs> and I was like, what? I was like, what? And she goes, yeah. So now go home for your two days off with pay while you think about whether or not you want to come back here. And I was like. Hey. What the hell? Yeah. I just, I was, I was bitching about, well, I wasn't. Well, because that was the policy. I was, that was the policy of the business I worked for. Yeah. And my mom couldn't be like, well, we're going to, anybody else did what I did, they would have gotten the same thing. Send you home with two days pay and you have to think of, and you can think about whether or not you want, and she had to do that to me, but. Anyway, this podcast is about complaining about women. <laughs> <laughs> They're a delight to look for, look at, but. God, keep your fucking mouth shut, would you? Well, no. <laughs> no, let's let's clarify this. Let's clarify this. Work for, work work with. Again, like I said, even this woman that I that I worked for. No, wait, hold on. That shut, I worked for, stop. she could do her job very well. Well, let's. She clarify. really could. I know. Honestly. Stop, stop. Let's clarify. We're not saying women are awful people, and you don't want to nope. work for them. What we're saying is, no, you, you don't, don't want to work, work for them for women. Trust me, dudes got their own fucking set of problems. Oh, yeah. All right? Uh, Sure. As many dudes out there that are like, why are bitches such an emo mess? I mean, I broke up with her. Fucking move on. This is dumb. I've heard radio jockeys out there be like, well, that's dumb. Why did that guy get into a fight because his girlfriend? Dudes get dumped. They're just like, okay, move on to the next girl. No. No, they don't. Yeah. I've had a roommate who had to borrow my cell phone because he smashed his, and then I heard him screaming, you fucking whore, you will never fucking be done with me. I would break your neck as soon as never talk to you again. Wait, why do you want to hang up? I just love you so much. <laughs> and you hear that far more from guys than you do women. So we are aware guys have their problems. Well, I'm talking to a... Remember Terry? I'm texting Terry. Oh, Terry, this is good. About women in the workplace. Terry yep. is, what, 65, 70 years old? Oh, he's he's just a little over 70, I think, by now. And he has some startling information. Well, not so startling, but, no, but it, 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 did, it did sort of grab me. He goes, he goes, my mother, so keep in mind, Terry's 70, 71, 72, his mother's dead now. His his mother. His if his mother was alive, she'd she's be ninety like something. Nine. Yeah. One hundred and five. She go. He goes. My mother always said <clears throat> she would rather work with men. They don't hold grudges nearly as long. And that's just like. And I go. Interesting. She's spot on. And unfortunately, nothing has changed. Fortunately, 
they only make 70 cents on the dollar and we treat the anyway that was <laughs> do they well, really is that really because no that's all bullshit too but because i was, I was gonna say i was being women, sarcastic every but, place i've ever worked when because like i said i've worked exclusively for and yeah, with most, women most women have made more women, money than yes, me yes most every money, women, women, women i've ever money. worked with makes way more money than the men we work with mm-hmm. and every place i've ever worked or the the Six out of the eight places, or whatever I said that I've worked with, have been they've been four women, and they've been dominated by women. And again, they make way fucking more than I do, than everybody does in that organization. Yeah. So what is is it? Just the area? Is it just like Midwest America, or is it just like corporate high rise America? And that's the only thing that gets attention. Because I got to tell you, I think if they went into the teaching profession, women make the same as men. I think if they went into like small town nursing situations, one of the nurses at where the place I worked where I ran the kitchen, she left her fucking pay stub in the printer when she was printing it on payday. Fucking woman made twenty nine eighty six an hour. Hmm. An hour. Yeah. And and she'd worked there, I think, two years longer than me. Yeah. And her education wasn't any more than mine. I have a fucking bachelor's degree. I think she had, like, a bachelor's in nursing or, like, the first degree you can get in nursing. It's not like she was an RN or an LPN or whatever the highest level in nursing was. Yeah. yeah. No, no, it's, uh, no, no, that's all bullshit, the whole idea that. We're making more than them. It has to do with over the lifetime. I really, I really just think those numbers are corporate America, where men. You know, those numbers have to do with over a lifetime. Over a lifetime, men make more money than women because women. I don't think I've ever. I don't think I've ever. I mean, in my whole lifetime, I don't think I've ever made more money than yeah, any you and woman I, I've ever worked yeah, with. Yeah, you and I know we're we're a different example, but yeah, but there's you know, got to be a shit ton more guys out there like us. That's the thing. Well, again. It's a statistic over a lifetime. Men make more get, money because we don't take time off to rear children, to have children, to 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 bore them, whatever the hell they do, you know, when they're born. Yeah, but I, you know what? <laughs> I make you know nine dollars an hour. If any woman I worked with took six weeks off maternity leave, yeah, they could take that six weeks off, come back, and still have made more money that year than me no yes because they make that much more money than me well true yes because (laughs) where i work now my job was even though my job right now is the job that's saving them a bunch of money my ability is the ability that is saving them a bunch of money Uh uh-huh it's deemed as the least important job in the organization. Which is, yeah, that's... And every woman in there makes way more. When I was at the place that I ran the kitchen, every woman there way made way more fucking money than me. Way more fucking money than me. And yet, I'm the one that fed the kids. If I wasn't there, it was a huge fucking deal. Yeah. Kids couldn't eat. That was a big problem. Yeah. Well, I mean... But you... But you push those kids down the stairs when you got a chance. <laughs> why? Well, why do you have to? Why does Dan have to hurt me like uh, this? 
Can we go back Again, to the podcast I, that we I lost? Delight, I delight. Dan, in, you are my best friend in the world all at the same time. I delight in the working. The worst friend I've ever had. <laughs> I delight in working with women, but working with women, working for them can be a, a different ball game. But well, I'll say this. Working for, working with women. They're fun and stuff. They're fun. They're light. They're airy. They decorate the office. Like, during Christmas, it's fucking... <laughs> They're light and airy. It's tits on a bitch. <laughs> it's so great. It's so great. If somebody in my family gets sick, go, go. We'll cover. We'll tell the boss that yeah. about it. Yeah, That's they're, awesome. They're definitely big into that. Yep. Yeah, and it's yep. it's great. It they're pro-family. <laughs> they're pro-family. Yeah, but they're pro drama. But guess. but if one of the women above me in my office, the women I've noticed the women in my office they, above me. This is what can, I love. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah. The women above me in my office can come in on a Friday and go. Well, I hope you didn't need me here today because I'm going to go home at eleven. And I'm like, that's an hour and a half away. Why did you even come in? Well. I needed to put it in a presence. <laughs> and then And then when my when my mom had an emergency that I had to leave the office to go to, keeping in mind I leave at five, I left at three forty five. They were like, just go, just go. And I was like, okay, I'll go, I'll go. The next day, I got hauled into the boss's office because uh, the other girl wanted to have a late lunch with her husband. And because I left at 3.45, I really, I, I screwed up her lunch plans. So, you know, I really need to make sure what other people are doing before I leave for the day. <laughs> I've never heard that from a man. Yeah. If I worked for a man, I'm like, can I go? I got a family thing. All you have to say is family thing. Uh, yeah, if it's an emergency. Is it an emergency? I'd say yes, then go. <laughs> Will you be back tomorrow? Uh-huh. I'll be back at 10. Yeah, okay. If I, co- <laughs> if I come back at 11.30, yeah, then they're like, you said you'd come back at 10, you're here at 11.30, what's the deal? Yeah. And then I'm like, well, I, my car broke, and well, you know, I had to get in, you know, in the... The rapture happened, but I was like, <laughs> no, I want to stay with the sinners, and they dropped me back, uh-huh. and they'll go, okay, just don't let it happen again. Right. You know, or they, you know, in more practical terms, they'd be like, you'd say, you, they'd be like, you said you'd be back at 10, what's the deal? And I was like, it just took more, it just took longer than I thought. Okay, that's fine, but if you can in the future, you know, just yeah. might as well just tell me you're going to be gone till noon. And and give yourself some padding. Okay. What I enjoy thing done. And then but you know, yeah. What I enjoy is the uh the women <clears throat> you'll come into a room and they're talking like this to one another. They're all the time. They're huddled they're huddled together really close and they're like, We're talking they're doing the quiet talk. They're doing the quiet talk about stuff. I've had one of the, one of the women in my office, she'll be go, she'll go, Matt and I'll go, Yeah. And she'll go <laughs> Do you know who that was? And I'll go, no. And they go, that was so and so. And they've come in and they've given a lot of money. And they've and they've skipped. And you know why that's a big deal? And I was like, well, I do have one question. What's that? Why are you whispering? <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I guess. And she doesn't have a good answer because everything she was saying was not privileged information. And and I'll say, why are you whispering? And she'll go. 
I guess I don't know. It was a conversation between me and you, and I didn't think anybody else needed to hear it. And uh-huh. I was like, yeah, yeah but you, you're you're five feet from my desk. There's only two other people in the office. And I was like, it, it's it, you're not telling me privileged information. I mean, I was... <laughs> And then they'll I came, do it. I came into a room. In a, they'll do it in a group, and I'll like I'll look around. I look around my cubicle, and they're 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 whispering. And I'll go, "Hey!" And they'll go, "Yeah!" And I'll go, "Are you guys talking about me?" And they're like, "No. Why would you think we're talking about you?" And I'm like, "Then why are you whispering?" I don't know. What, the only people in this office are you guys and me. So unless you're talking about me. There's no need for you to whisper. So anyway, <laughs> if we want the right bows for our baskets at Christmas, you have to go to Michael's. I came into a room once, and there's two ladies that are doing the whisper talk. And immediately when I came in, they just stopped. I'm like, oh, this is this is about me. Sweet. And I just confronted the one lady. I'm like, so what What I do? what I do? <laughs> And she was honest with me. She's like, well, you... Uh, Did you hear me when your daughter came in and I said <laughs> I'd like to stick my tongue up her beehole and carve my initials on tomorrow's turd? Did you hear oh that? Oh, my God. Do you remember when Jim Kirk said that to me in fucking yes, ITT? Yes, you told me that. Oh, that was so disturbing. I'd like to carve my initials on tomorrow's turd. No. <laughs> I don't... I, no matter how... In de- how crazy my depravity gets it will never get to that level never get to the enjoyable just... in, in encounter with poo we talk <sighs> about poo and we have our things with poo here on this podcast but, but it's not sexual no, at all to you no no i ha- I've neither is food whenever i see sex scenes and corporate food i kind of want to puke oh okay it really makes me sick when people like smear whipped cream on a nipple and then the guy goes in and he starts licking it and smearing it around and the whipped cream turns into like a yellowish milky sludge and he's just like (laughs) (laughs) and then they kiss and it's all oh god that makes me want to pee even but i was like so what, what were you people talking about? Well, oh, and makes, she and she makes, goes, hold on. She talks about me and like, <laughs> like I don't gross. know what you call it, but she goes, well, there's someone here, and well, me being the someone here, she there's goes, someone here that likes you, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> She's kind of a try, and then it turns out it's like the 58 year old copy girl. <laughs> who maintains the integrity of the machine? You got to be careful there, because there's only like, <laughs> there's only like four women in my office. Well, no, yeah. there's like six women in my office. So, <clears throat> but it was uh, <laughs> no, just the idea that I was like, uh, we get uh, we get Labor Day off, right? I bring it up during <laughs> lunch. <laughs> you say, I'm sorry, you just said that. Like, <laughs> we get. Uh, <laughs> Labor Day off, right? We got Labor Day off. But I sound really like, like a complete idiot. I'm I'm saying this to the CFO for hey, God's sake. Hey, hey, hey! You, you got cookies in your pocket? <laughs> no. You get? Do, do you have a you have a camel in the trunk of your car? No. Do we get Labor Day off? Yes, yes, we do. Well, that's good. Well, that's good, son. That's good. 
And so, and she's like, "Well, if you had, uh, if you'd actually read your, uh, <laughs> read your workers' manual or whatever the hell, don't you, you call hate it. that? I've only ever heard that from women too. <laughs> if you've read your handbook, they didn't read the fucking I'm handbook. They've been there for twenty years. They already knew it. I'm talking to the CFO, the one of the most. He is the most important person in that office." And he's just like, well, I guess I'll send out an email. I'm like, yeah, I know, I know already that we get the day off, but I was just, I honestly didn't really, uh, never really saw anything on it. And then the women are like, well, if you had, uh, if you had read your your manual, you would see. I'm like, yeah. yeah, I did, and I did see that. But for some reason, it just, it just was one of those things that just never came up. It's like. We're not working Monday. I don't know, but it's just. And you know what? I've and I, again. And I admit I was sounding like an idiot. But and no, I again. sent out an email to make myself even sound <laughs> more stupid. And I was just, and I'm like, by the way, do we get Christmas Day off in my email? I just asked that. But just no, to have fun I, with it. You but know? you know, no, actually, um, all the mail boss, the two mail bosses I've had, when I start someplace, and the holidays roll around, I'm like, so do we get? Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, and the next day off, or do we get Christmas Day and the next? So what do we get? And they're like, "Oh, well, I, I write it all down so I can remember it." And all you got to do is look at my calendar here, and uh, when the new manual comes out at the beginning of each year, I just write it all here so you get this day. And if you want to know about, so they just give you the answers. They, yeah, they give me the calendar, and yeah. they're like, "Yeah, it's right there." I mean, it's in and the manual, but I write it down so. Just you know, just just don't worry. And the about women it. weave it into no, a. The hey, women, you must be fucking stupid, right? Right. And the, <laughs> yeah, because I'm like, do we get Labor Day off? And then they're like, do we? <laughs> he wants to know if do we get Labor. Oh, mad, mad! You adorable little fat humunculus of a fucking. Of course we get Labor. Have you? Do you have a manual? Robin, would you copy that manual for Matt? He clearly doesn't have it because he doesn't know the holidays. We gotta go. No, we'll give you the manual, Matt. So you gotta, he doesn't know. And it's like, you, you know, I, I just I came to you with a question: yes or no? <laughs> right, right. Would have been fine. We're a lot of yes and nos. That's we're more than fine with that. Yes and nos. Hey, check, check, check. Okay. We're we're good still. We're how far are we into this? Oh, we it got ten more minutes. To the lady I work with uh, today, we got ten more minutes, or we she, can go. She longer. brought her. She yeah. brought her kids to work today. Yeah, yeah, that's another. I love kids because I love the perpetuation of the human species, <laughs> but <laughs> the ability of a child to distract women from what is going on cannot be understated. <laughs> I had a meeting about a thing, and one of the the lady in charge brought her newborn. Throw that fucking meeting right out the door. Nothing was accomplished. None of the questions got answered. Because if you weren't engaging her in a direct line of questioning or discussion... You were paying attention to that fucking kid who was doing goddamn nothing. (laughs) It was just sitting there. It was fucking sitting there. And granted, I find find watching newborns 
fascinating. Because you know how when they raise their hand up and they're like, and they're like, I want this. And they grab it with like two fingers, but then they're like, wait a minute. (laughs) And they figure out their opposable thumb. And they're like, oh, oh. And they hold it up and they start grasping at the stars. (laughs) And I'm like, look at that. I'm like, look at that. The kid has started to dream. He's figured out what he's all about. That's the human intellect. That's what we do. That's how that's how fucking the Sears Tower was built. That's how the Eiffel Tower that's how we got to the moon. All by men. And then <laughs> No. No, hidden figures. Hidden uh, yes, figure. hidden figures. But anyway, anyway Men and black women. You you see the kid doing that, and I find it fascinating. The kid discovering his motor functions. Women go women go. Ah, oh, he he's a, he thinks he's a person, and it's like, <laughs> he is a fucking person. He thinks he can hold things. He can't hold things. He's got fucking hands. <laughs> Look, and he's grabbing air. He's not grabbing air. He's figuring out that he can grab anything. <laughs> Don't fucking tell. He me. thinks he's a person. That's why. That's why. That's why. A, a, a fucking newborn's <laughs> first birthday party is full of a bunch of fucking people that that kid not only does not know exist, but will never know exists. <laughs> I've been to two birthday parties for a one-year-old, and they were full of, of people ages 45 to like fucking 10 and 12. Uh-huh. None of them are friends with that kid. <laughs> One-year-old's not going to... If they could talk, none of it would mean anything. The idea of the uh, the children... the uh, the What do you call it? Where you have a party to decide to, to reveal what the child's sex is. Have you seen that stuff? No. No? Yeah, that's an ongoing thing where you have... What is it these days? They just, if the parent want, they just unveil a question mark? No, if if, if they know, so they went and... I don't know what the hell they I do. know, I'm just saying there's a bunch of transgender shit <laughs> happening at like seven years old. Oh, no, well, even earlier than that, right? I don't know. It's I getting, just know when I was, when I was 12, shit. my cousin's parents were friends with this family whose, like, seven-year-old boy was humping trees. (laughs) Like, the kid would fucking rub his dick up against anything that was warm. (laughs) And then I met him again at a family function when he was 15. Totally normal. Yeah. You know, he's like, I don't know. Yeah, that's fine. And people would be like, do you remember when you humped trees? And everybody's (laughs) like... And I and you know like even my cousin was like, yeah. When I was his age, I was I was humping the bottom of the bathtub. He's like, you guys don't know what a kid's dick is like. What you, give me a break. Nowadays though, you're like humping trees. The parents go to him and go, you know, son, if you want to hump trees the rest of your life, we uh-huh. can make you a tree. It's that simple. You can be a tree. You can. You can fuck a tree. <laughs> But it's you know what Sein- the hell was that? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but you know Seinfeld said it. Seinfeld in the eighties had this awesome stand-up routine where he was like, you know, your first, your very first birthday party, and your last birthday party are exactly the same. You have no idea what's going on. 
There's a bunch of people there you don't know. And your family is looking at you saying, these are your friends. <laughs> They're here for you. And you're just like, what is going on? Ah, oh, fuck. That just depressed me. Right there. <laughs> Shit. I've told you before that I've broken down crying thinking about getting older. Literally cry. I've, no. I've texted that to you before. Because I remember driving home some, from something... And I just start, I just start weeping at the thought of getting older. And you were like, "Yeah, that's the last thing I give a shit about getting older." But it fucking just made me weep the thought of getting older. It, it, it's, it's. Have you seen old people? They look like shit. Old people look like shit. Well, but old people are starting to look better. I mean, they look Christy miserable. Br- Christy Brinkley's fucking sixty years old. Yeah, but that's different. It's not. That's, she doesn't have any rare. plastic surgery. She just... That's rare. I don't know. I work with a couple of people that I just found out, or don't work with, but associated with a couple of people that I just found out were 60 years old. And these are like salt-of-the-earth common everyday people. And I'm like, you don't look a day over fucking 45. And they're fucking 61. One lady was 63. Hmm. I don't know. <clears throat> I just, yeah... Think of my my uncle who died at sixty five from cancer, and I'm just thinking. I'm thinking of my father who died at fifty four. <laughs> oh shit! Well, I think of my uncle, and I just think that's it's too why bad you... because people actually, you know, could really use him right now. But I think for me, dying at sixty five would be just fine, right? No, I mean, fuck. You get much older than that, you get. No, I think. I mean, Terry's seventy-one. He's doing fine. My uncle, my grandfather, my a few mom, more years though. My mom's dad, <clears throat> my mom's dad was seventy-nine when he died. Yeah, one arm, and he was fucking strong as an ox. The only reason he died was because he had gotten pancreatic cancer, and my drunk ass uncle invaded his house under the guise. Of being there for my father because my his his wife, my grandmother, had died like eight months before. So my uncle and his family moved in under, we're going to be there for you, dad. Your family needs to be around you. Uh-huh. And they pushed him out of his house. My uncle took over his office. Uh, my aunt remodeled the living room, moved his chair and shit out of there. He had no place, so he finally fucking came to us and... Uh, my mom was like, you're going to stay here during your care. And he was like, okay, he had, they had this beautiful house on Marble Lake, beautiful house. And he loved it there. And that was the house that him and my grandma loved. And he just fucking gave up your, your grandfather. Yes. But again, he was until the, the day that he gave up. Which he gave up, and then like five, six months later, he was because he just was like, eh, and just laid down in the bed, and never got out. Hmm. But he was strong as an ox until the day he moved in with us. So uh, if he if he'd uh, if he'd had a better system and had that house still, and my uncle hadn't have fucked him like that, I mean, I I, I bet he wouldn't have died until he was in his nineties. Why doesn't anyone in your family, including yourself, fucking stand up for themselves? Oh, they did. They did. But um, what happened was 
my uncle got a Christian lawyer who told him to turn the other cheek if he wanted his wife back. Whatever she wants, you should give her. And she said, I want control of this entire property. And he, and because he was one of the homeowners, he signed it over to her. And legally, there was nothing my mom or her other brother could do. And we have, uh, I have since stood up for us in later years. Like when my mom's like, your uncle's going to be at your birthday party. I'm like, I don't fucking want that guy here. And she's like, just let be nice, be nice. And I'm like, I'll be nice, but if he starts in with his shit, I'm I'm just not gonna I'm not gonna listen. And when he starts in with his shit, and I'm just like, I and when I'm like, boy, you just you're unfucking believable. You you're gonna sit there and da da da, and I'll say that, and he'll turn and look at my mom, and he'll go, this one, huh? <laughs> Got a lot of his dad in him, right? <laughs> and my mom will go, sure does. <laughs> right, Matt? And look at me, and I'll have to go, ha ha. Yep. God. Because my mom realizes she doesn't have a lot of close family left. So. Yeah. Well, and I've, I've told her, though. I've told her. And I was like, you know what? And this, this upsets her. But it would. It would upset me, but. I've told her, I was like, look, as long as you're alive, Uncle B's fine. I'm like, you want to bring him over? You want him at my birthday? Da-da-da-da-da, that's fine. The moment you have passed on from this earth, I'm not having shit to do with that dude. Yeah. And she doesn't like that. Now we've brought it right back down to the toilet. How do we how do we elevate it from this point? Uh, Give me something good. Give me something loud. Well, I wanted oh. to say the the kids were at work today and I wanted to uh to elevate their their knowledge. They were they're listening to SpongeBob SquarePants, watching the SpongeBob SquarePants. What kids? What kids were at work? This was the lady I work with. She has two children. Oh, she brought them to work today. That's the thing. Fucking women can bring their women can bring their kids and their fucking dogs to work. (laughs) My old boss, she brought her fucking dog to work all the time, and that fucking thing pooped in my kitchen. It pooped all over the fucking place, and everybody was like, "So and so brought her dog in. It pooped. Might as well clean it up." I brought Ellie in one day to get. Um, a paycheck. Yeah. Well, Matt, she... I dropped a peanut on the floor, and she ate it, and she kind of tracked it all over the floor. You're going to need to clean that up. And I'm like, what? Yeah. So, and I wanted to go, you fucking cleaned up so-and-so's dog when he had the fucking green apple quick step all over the (laughs) kitchenette area over there. Ellie tracks two or three peanut shells on the floor, and, and, and and it's all... All hands on deck. Yeah. But it's brought two kids in, and they're watching SpongeBob SquarePants. And I'm like, uh, you guys know what a plumbus is? Ah. <laughs> and they're like, a plumbus? What's a plumbus? I've always, I've always wondered how plumbuses got made. <laughs> so, but I get a kick out of this. I'm I'm talking to her about uh, Rick and Morty, and she's like, and the, the one kid's like, what's Rick and Morty? And she's like, you can't watch that. It's adult only. It's inappropriate. 
And she, you know, then it proceeds it's wildly off cue. She proceeds. Children. She proceeds to drop f bombs around her kids. Then uh, thereafter, but whatever the case, Rick and Morty is censored. But yeah, well, <laughs> you can't fucking watch it. It's like it's like Anchorman when he gets fired for saying fuck because it's a foul word. Yeah, and he's like, I would never say that. That's 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 foul. That's a foul word. I would never say fuck. Everybody that knows me fucking knows I would never fucking say fuck. <laughs> but I show them the video about plumbuses and stuff, and they're like, "What? What just happened?" You know, they're just they're 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 humored, but they're like, "What was that?" And I'm like, "That's what forty-year-old uh, men sit around and watch and laugh at." And the one boy is ten years old. He goes, "That's sad." <laughs> <laughs> And in fucking 15 years, that kid's going to be like, have you guys seen Rick and Morty? Oh, my God. It's so good. And he rubs the... It is brilliant, though. The grumbo. I've been... (laughs) And then he spits on it. The fleeb. The fleeb. It's important that they rub the fleeb on it because it it contains all of the fleeb juice. (laughs) There are several hizzards in the way. I oh love how your whole love of that sequence is wrapped up in that one guy in the background who's just exhausted. He's <laughs> laying away the, at it. And then they're and he's like, the, lay, the one guy's just laying there. The one guy's The one guy in the foreground back. is up against the wall just like, who? But then there's a the guy in the background that's just spent. It's like, oh. <laughs> Look up and the plumbus. You have Look up the plumbus, people. Regular plumbus. <laughs> oh, I, I always wondered how plumbus is going. And did you, did you ever realize Everyone that... Everyone has a plumbus. Do you ever realize that the most important step just goes unexplained? Like, it's got that post that comes out of the top. And they're like, and the grumbo is chipped away. And that post is coming out of the face of it. And then they're like, and you're left with a regular uh, plumbus, <laughs> and then they take the post and they're like, Boop. <laughs> they just they just move it like up a, to the top. Looks like a freaking dick coming out the front of it. They yeah, grab it they, and pull it up. Oh, and then there it is. <laughs> oh my gosh, <laughs> the plumbus. But that oh my god, that series is brilliant. I am listening to a podcast right you've now. You've told me, you've told me, where they dissect each episode. They do. They did, and I listened to the very first episode, and God, it's awful. It made me feel good about our podcast because it was just like you guys, because they're doing lots of ums and you knows and yeah and ums and well, you know what? I you know what? And the video, the, it's called the Squanch. Oh, the Squanch. <laughs> it's called Squanchy. the Squanch. It's just called the squanch. You just uh, how how does your language work? Uh, it's very little, right? No, it's just you squanch what's in your heart and then <laughs> and let it out. I squanch my family. Oh God, <laughs> stop! Shut up! No, I squanch my family. Stop saying that, Beth. That's but horrifying. There, it just goes to show when you have guys sitting around just talking about shit, they don't sound much better than us. Mm. They don't. It's it's almost like wow these. But when they I, they they create a they've got a YouTube channel, uh, right, right, called Wisecrack, and their YouTube channel is YouTube, YouTube, YouTube. Their you their YouTube channel is clearly edited, and it sounds brilliant and it's wonderful to watch. And I really love the breakdown of all the of all the Rick and Morty episodes. But to listen to them do a podcast, it's like 
You guys are well, their very first one was just awful. Their second one, I love the fact they recognize. They go, "Thanks for listening in. We're sorry for all the ums." And the, <laughs> so I really like that. But well, the thing too about a lot of those uh, sites is I one of the reasons I don't listen to those kind of sites is because I, I looked at this one. This kid has like. <laughs> Like a hundred and ninety thousand followers or something, and mm-hmm. all he does is play video games. No, he'll he'll take a movie and like cite all the Easter eggs in the movie, and okay. the term Easter egg again is one of those terms that gets uh, the modern culture has warped it. When I when I was when Easter egg first came out, it was on DVDs and it was a hidden feature. That gave you a little bit more about the movie or a deleted scene or an interview with somebody. Now it's just an in-joke. They they use Easter egg to apply to an in-joke. Like in... Um, uh, the best one I can think of right now is in Predator 2, when Danny Glover is in the Predator ship and he sees the trophy case that has... All the dinosaur skulls and alien and, and monster skulls from other planets, and then it has an alien skull from the alien movies. They would call that an Easter egg. To me, that's an in joke. That's an inside joke. Or like in um, uh, uh, I Am Legend with Will Smith, in the background you see that Batman symbol with the Superman S over it. Okay. And that's that's their Easter egg telling you that Batman versus Superman is coming, even though that movie is like fifteen fucking years old at this point. That to me is not an Easter egg. That's an in joke. Okay. You know, so this kid makes a living with his YouTube channel just giving up supposed Easter eggs. So I saw one about the movie It. Okay. And he got like four or five fucking things wrong. They get a lot. They're so tied up in trying to find things that make their YouTube channels valid. They really fucking forget about whether or not they're right or wrong. Like there is a in the movie. You know, I don't know if you've read the book or seen the movie, either of the movies, the miniseries or the new movie. I have not. Uh, Pennywise's whole thing is he's a clown, draw kids in, and then he takes the shape of their worst nightmares. And this kid says that, well, one of the kids is afraid of werewolves. And if you watch, he's found playing video games in the lobby of a movie theater that has Nightmare on Elm Street playing, and you can see it on the marquee. I don't know if Nightmare on Elm Street was re-released in 1989, but I have to imagine it has something to do with the fact that his true nightmare is coming later in the movie. First of all, if you watch the fucking movie, it's Nightmare on Elm Street 4. Uh-huh. It's like the sequel, one of the sequels that came out in 1980. It's either 4 or 5. And then he's like, but later in the movie, you see that the that, that kid's fear is werewolves when they give you that close-up of Pennywise's hand and it morphs into that werewolf hand real quick. And it comes at him. That's another indication that that kid's fear is werewolves and i'm thinking that would be a good point if that hand wasn't green and scaly (laughs) 
but it is, and completely bereft of hair. So it's really not a werewolf hand. And this kid has the fucking, every, like, he had, like, almost a fucking 100,000 likes. Everybody fucking loved it. They ate it up. Yeah. And I'm like, eat it up, but it's fucking wrong. Like, yeah. he gets a lot right, but he gets a lot of other shit wrong. And it just, I don't know. I mean, that's, I just don't listen to that crap. Well, for me, I just, like, they're not factual. They're just breaking things down. As, well, as their factually. Own <laughs> it's just their opinion. And it's interesting. More of the psychology and just breaking it down that way. Mm. Check, check, check. You could. <laughs> We've been doing it an hour now. We Have could. we? Okay. We've been. I remember. I told you. I thought well, I got we had. Piss. You want to pee? Yeah. You want to end it? Yeah. Let's wrap it up. All right. You want to do a third? Do you think we have a third in you, or do you just want? I mean, to... I could talk. I do have some notes on some things, but uh... well, let's see what we got. And if we put up a twenty-minute waster, whatever. Okay. All right, but pull us out. Start it over, Dick. Yeah. <laughs> you need that shit you have from to call the me a dick. get go. Uh. Poops, boobs, farts, yeah. Why do you hate that so much? I'm gonna piss. Dan's got to go pee. We're gonna save this. Uh. We're gonna save it. Yeah. All right. Dan has literally left the building. He's outside. His green cargo shorts are coming open. Oh, don't pull him down, please. And he's peeing. Stop it. Oh! That is a... (laughs) I'm looking at uh, Dan's bare ass as he pees on my porch. That is awful. You guys, uh, I wish I had my phone here. I would take it. I gotta go. Bye.